What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. You know who I am. My good one. Bowtie comedy. Well, this is the second sep. This is the and I'm not gonna take that out. This is the second episode of the second season. And I want to say thank you so much for hanging on, meeting me for the first time. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, I just got back off the road. I was in Deerfield, Illinois. Interesting thing about Illinois is I like to put the S on Illinois. And I don't think I'm the only person that does that. I like to say Illinois, but it's Illinois, right? I think that's the correct pronunciation. But being that I'm from the South with an F, sometimes we, we you know, we have created creative interpretations of words. And Illinois is one of those words. However, I was at Trinity International University doing an alumni event. Went fantastically well. Must share this with you. The last few months especially has been very difficult uh, for me. Personally, that's who me is, right? <laughs> and I would like to share with you, and this is going to take a little bit of a turn, so kind of brace yourself that I've lost my father and we will have his services this week. And I wanted to share that information with you because I think it's important for you to know. I think everyone in life is dealing with challenges and obstacles and difficulties and just life's circumstances in general. However, we still got to show up, right? You still have to commit to the things that you have committed to. You have to cash in on the promises that you've made to others. And I'm very much in the grieving process and I'm sad and I'm all the things. As a matter of fact, I just was listening to the Smokey Robinson song, Tears of a Clown. I've never really paid attention to the words of the song, but it were pretty, pretty profound. And he's basically saying that don't confuse my gladness or the happy look on my face for an unrealistic expectation that I'm not hurting. I, and I think he's singing this song to someone who he's no longer in a relationship with. But he's like, hey, out here in the public, I look great and I'm putting on a happy face. But inside, I'm hurt. I'm struggling. And it's the tears of a clown. However, I don't see myself as a clown. I know I do stand-up comedy. And clown is a very derogatory meaning for me if you're saying, oh, you're being a clown. But if I'm being a clown in the sense of what a clown provides entertainment, laughter, joy, yes, I guess I'm a clown. <laughs> but in terms of a clown is someone to not regard Someone that is uh is not to be taken seriously. Someone that's trivial. 
But the tears of a clown were very apropos as lyrics to this song that basically says, I'm still sad. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, when you see me, I got a bright smile on my face, but do know on the inside that I'm, I'm dealing with some challenges and I, and I am, and I am, and I, and that's life and that's okay. That's, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve and I, I, I'm grieving and I will continue to grieve and I know grieve, grief is not a, a one shot, a one stop shop. You know, it's a, it's a process that you, you have to work your way through. And I, and I've been doing the work prior to my, my dad's passing. This is not a surprise or, or shock to to me and my family, but it's still hard. My dad is my dad. This is the man that has basically shaped much of who I am. He was my reference point, my North Star of manhood and, and what a father looked like and what a husband looked like. And I learned so many powerful and positive lessons from my father and we share the same name so i will continue to bring honor and notoriety of positive acclaim to the name michael goodwin and i, I wanted to to share that to share that with you and the other thing that know about me I really don't stay sad long. Like I'm, I'm sad. I'm no doubt sad, but I have the ability to, in the midst of a storm, look unbothered. Doesn't mean I'm not, but in the midst of a storm, I look like it's a bright and sunny day. And that's just something I guess I've cultivated. I think my father is a, a great, contributed to that because my father you know that one of the expressions people say that diamonds are made under intense pressure well my father was the intense pressure in my life and, and a diamond has emerged from the process so i honor my dad i i look forward to sharing memories about my dad i, I constantly talk about my dad in my stand-up the Big Dad Energy Tour is 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 sort of a a ballot to fatherhood in general, which my dad plays a, a a big part of that. So I'm interested to see how I will craft content and material to talk about death and talking about losing someone and the grief process and being a son that no longer has a father that's here earthly on this earth here in earthly form. Right. And throughout this process, I just, again, I don't, I'm not sad very long. And here's an example <laughs> of that. So my dad had to go. We ultimately ended up having to put him on inpatient hospice at the hospital where they removed the tube and shout out to hospice nurses, nurse, nurses, nurse, hospice, hospice, nurse, <laughs> They are some of the most kind hearted, compassionate, sympathetic, any, anyone who even works in that hospice field. I, I had such 
a great experience working with the professionals that I worked with, whether it's at the hospital, whether it was at the, I guess the, the, the government, not government, because there's a social worker that works for the hospital. And even, even the, the funeral director has been, has been tremendous. And it's been a, a great experience in spite of tragedy. One of the things that was interesting, we were, I was having a discussion with my, my two siblings. I have a sister and a brother. I'm the oldest. And we were talking about our options, whether or not we would take him to a place for, for him to be there in hospice or come into one of our homes or to be inpatient at the hospital. And during one of the conversations, my sister said, well, we, we have to figure out if one of these facilities has a, a, a bed available. That is something that we will need to find out. And me, being who I am, was basically like, um, yeah, I think a bed will be available if we need a bed. Uh, it's the demographic that we're talking about there's high turnover in that that group that we're hospice group. There's not a. I think there'll be some some occupancy. There's some openings. I'm just just give it a couple of hours. I think something will open up. Now you may be listening to this and be you may be moaning like, oh, Mike, really seriously? But yeah, that's how my mind works. I just I just my mind automatically goes to the place. That's like, ah, let's look at this another way. Yeah, there may not be any beds available today. Uh, but tomorrow, I'm certain. I'm certain that there may be a bed, possibly. I mean, it's not far, far-fetched far to believe this. <laughs> the other thing that tickled me, so my dad was in inpatient hospice in the same room. So we, 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 were, we had him transferred. He was transferred from Kershaw County, which is where he was living, to Columbia, which where I live, uh, MUSC, downtown campus. And he ultimately ended up staying in the same room that he was admitted into. It was on the fifth floor. And I guess the fifth and sixth floor are for folks that have some long-term illnesses, maybe even inpatient hospice op- uh, um, occupancy. And I, I really got used to making that trip i would go up every day and spend a a, a number of hours just just being there i think that the ministry of presence is important i've talked about this before i'm certain during during sad times i'm gonna show up and i'm gonna just chill i'm gonna sit up and kick it i'm gonna i'm really i'm really pretty good at the ministry of presence not really saying anything doing anything just being available somebody needs a chair move someone needs a car backed into a parking spot someone needs groceries taken out any kind of thing i'm I'm available during difficult times and so i'm saying i'm sitting there with my father i come in every day i kind of i just post up and i spend i spend a number of hours just just there by the bedside but when I would walk in, there was, there was a patient on the hall, and you would have thought this gentleman was in club med, man. This guy, <laughs> now he definitely wasn't uh, as severe of a case as my father. My father, by the time he made it to to uh, Columbia, he was not 
able to move. Like he, he couldn't stand up. He had lost the ability to communicate. He was nonverbal. He basically, you know, would open his eyes and you could kind of, kind of see by his facial expression. He could, he make, he could make a grunt noise. He could do those things, but he wasn't having conversations. But this dude at the end of the hall, man, he was playing music on the television because there's limited channels in the in the hospital, in the hospital's uh, cable subscription. Let's say that. And this guy would have the mute. Man, I, I would walk by and he'd be playing like the '80s. Michael Jackson music would be playing. He's singing along with it like he's legit. Like, hey man, I'm on vacation. You, I would come. Sometimes he would be on his walker going through the hall. I mean, he just was the life of the party in a place that was life was leaving the party. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that was very that was very interesting. So there was there were a number of bright spots, even though this has been a very challenging and difficult time. One of the 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 coolest things I I, I appreciated was the day that we, we received the call that my father had transitioned. We came to the hospital, and as we were leaving from his room for the final time, the nurses were kind of giving us the, the hands and the hearts and, and, and sorry for your loss. It was You kind of just walked out to this very uh, respectful and, and, and sympathetic honoring of of a life and it, I, it was so they everyone stopped what they're doing no one was on the, their computer or on the phone and they just acknowledged that my dad had transitioned and and they they care and they appreciate and they felt you know a tremendous amount of condolence to our family and i that was very that was a very uh encouraging moment in that very very difficult time so thank you for your prayers thank you for your comments for your gifts anything that you've done to communicate uh, condolence to me and my family i am so 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 appreciative and i will continue to carry the name michael goodwin with pride and dignity and you will continue to hear stories about my father and the things that I've learned from him from my time here on earth. Speaking of father, shout out to Dion Sanders. The church of prime. I'm not, not spoken about the church of prime in quite a while. By the time we restarted the podcast, this, the the football college football season had started and and Colorado started off in blazing fashion. I think they went three and zero out of the gate. Big win against TCU, shocked the world. We had Shadour Sanders in Heisman Trophy conversations. The sky was the limit for this. Upstart Colorado Buffalo team led by prime time Deion Sanders. And like I've said in previous podcasts, if Deion had a church, I would be there. However, the season has gone a little further than the beginning. The beginning started great, but the middle has been a little bit of a challenge. And now they sit at 
the 500 mark of four and four, which is very respectable. They won one game last year. And I'm still encouraged by the charisma and the leadership of Coach Prime. Matter of fact, they just lost a game to UCLA in which I believe Shadur Sanders was sacked seven times in the rushing game. I think they ended up with about 25 yards rushing. So you're not going not gonna to be very competitive when your offensive line is not showing up. I'm a, I'm a South Carolina Gamecock fan. Our offensive line is on sabbatical this year, which is why we sit at two and five, I believe. I've, I've kind of stopped keeping notes, but two and five. And then also my honorary team that I celebrate and pull for, the Oklahoma Sooners, received their first loss today, this weekend, to Kansas. Rock them, chalk them, Jayhawks. I don't know what they say. They say rock them, chalk them. And I was, I was really going to be advertised. And, you know, I'm thinking Oklahoma can go undefeated this season. And I spoke to the team. And I'm saying I think a big part of their success is predicated on the fact that they had me in there. Come speak to those young men and encourage them for the upcoming season. They're still 71. So I think my, I think my work has been very, uh, beneficial and they lost on a last second hail mary type thing so oklahoma still rolling boomer sooners now i know there may be some texas folks and some other folks that aren't fans of ou i'm just sharing my experience and why i have a connection <laughs> with the team but shout out to coach prime i figured out that people love an underdog they love an underdog story. So there are a lot of folks cheering for Colorado that wouldn't typically cheer for Colorado. And they're going to like Colorado while they're kind of the upstart. But once Colorado starts winning and beating people up, I don't think he's going to have the support like that. But hopefully if he starts the church, I don't think I'll leave my church, but I, you know, I'll, I'll visit. I'll stop in a time or two. I definitely need to get one of those ain't hard to find hoodies. Some of you may be even saying, and I, I doubt that you are, like, Mike, what happened to the, the fedora? What happened to the blazers? Hey, man, nobody's been watching my YouTube videos. I'm like, I'm just going to wear what I wear, and I can leave here and go work out versus, you know, having to figure out, oh, man, I got changed clothes. Like, I can leave right here and go right to the gym. So I will discontinue the stylist. Uh presentation on the podcast because I just need to be able to leave and go work out. So that's why I'm not wearing my duds. Now, for the part of the podcast that you all have been waiting for, the best advice ever. The best advice ever that I will share to you, share with you today is simply implement a wellness routine. And I, I called it that for a reason. Implement a wellness routine in your life. Have some form of physical activity that you're doing on a regular basis. When I'm thinking a routine, I'm thinking weekly. Like, what's your weekly wellness routine? And I don't even want to say exercise. I don't want to say gym. I don't even want to restrict it to that. You can swim. If you swim three times a week, for an hour, for 45 minutes, for 30 minutes. That's that's a, a wellness routine. That's great. 
if you walk your neighborhood four times a week, if you do Zumba, if you go hiking multiple times a week, those are things that are vitally important as I think about mortality and I think about you know my my father that is passing one of the things that has been very hard to watch is to watch my father decline physically my father was one of the strongest men and I've never seen my father lift a weight I've never seen him jog a lap but my father was a titan of strength and that he worked a very labor-intensive job. So I think he he was able to, quote-unquote, work out at work. So he didn't have to have a gym membership. And he didn't have to do crunches in his rooms and push-ups. Because his job was such a physical demand that it, it kept him in, in great shape. Well, I, I, I would encourage you to establish, implement a wellness program. I choose strength training. I true I choose resistance train. I like lifting weights. I like going to the gym. Now, if you look at the course of my life, I've done a number of things. I've done hit, which is high intensity, uh, something high intensity, some type of training. So kettlebells, ropes, box jumps, Tabata, sprints, you know, all, all these kind of fast twitch, quick movements, quick twitch muscles and but that I, you know that and, and and one of the things i don't really enjoy i like groups i like to work out in a community so one thing about me and fitness i don't want to do it by my I, I can do it by myself i don't want to do it alone so i can work out by myself i want to work out with other people i want other people to be doing what they're doing and other people to be in the vicinity that, that's why you know i work out at a place called New Body in Columbia, and everybody's doing their own workout, but we're all in there together. I like that. I don't need to be doing the same thing that you're doing. The group activity, because I've done Orange Theory, I've done ISI, I've done uh, F3, which is an outdoor workout for men early, super early in the morning. I've been to basic trainings. I, I've, I've done the group activities. I just don't want nobody yelling at me, come on, Mike. You got four more reps, 30 more seconds. No, man, leave, leave me alone. I'm going to do the reps I'm going to do. I'm, I'm only in here for wellness reasons. I'm not about, I don't have a big game coming up. I'm not preparing for the playoffs. <laughs> I'm training for life. I'm training for when my flight lands at 8.05 and the other flight boards at 8.10. And I'm... I'm at Terminal B, and I need to get to Terminal F. That's what I train for. I train to not miss my flights. I train to be able to go outside with my son and show him some things on the basketball court. I train to not get blowed out in the bedroom. I might have should have told you to cover your children's ears for that. I train for, like, normal day life. I, I train to look nice. I want my jackets to fit. I don't want my jackets to not fit. That's why I train. So, and I, I think I think personally, strength training is one of the ways that you can slow down the aging process. You slow it down because you you create muscle mass. Muscle mass 
over time, it, you know, it decreases with age. So you can increase muscle mass. It's just you know, having muscle can fight off things in your body, like injuries and disease. Having being more fit, your body's more of a well-tuned machine. You can take some blows from life, from stress, and 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 still navigate through it. It, it increases bone density. Bones. They get a little brittle and, and over time they're not, you know, if you're not moving them and, and, and exercising and, 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 and utilizing them, they're not going to increase in, in, in density. And, and one of the biggest things that as you age, you, you, your, your mobility, your balance and, and working out, lifting weights helps with your balance and it helps with weight control if you're not just working out, but you're also being mindful of your diet. So you, cause we all see the person that is big in muscle and big in belly. Like we, we know those people. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be big in stature and big in the belly fat. I don't, I don't want to be in my second trimester at the gym. So it burns more calories when you have muscle, muscle burns more calories, but they also, you need to follow that with a, a well nutrient, uh, protein-based diet is what I choose. You know, I do a lot of vegetables, protein, try to cut out sugary drinks and, and cakes and cookies. And, you know, not not eliminate them, but, but but you know, things that are hard for your body, processed foods, things for your body that are hard to process. I try to minimize, minimize those things. So I would encourage you, I would encourage you to develop, to implement a wellness strategy, a wellness routine. What you're not going to do is say Mike Goodwin did not tell you this information. One of the things that we used to say in the military, the drill sergeants used to yell at us and basically was, don't cheat your body, especially believers, especially Christian folks, especially folks that are word people, people that believe faith. I speak the word over my life and I pray and I fast, but I only fast one time a month or once a year. And I don't take the steps. I don't drink. I don't smoke, but I eat up a bag of chips in one sitting. I don't drink. I don't smoke, but I eat a whole carton of ice cream. I don't drink. I don't smoke, but I eat cookies every day. Like, we need some balance and I don't even know what balance is the word. You can't even balance at some stage in our lives, especially at, as we age. There was a time in life where I could throw down two or three Big Macs when they were dollar. And I keep it moving because my metabolism was high. I was playing pickup games with my friends. I was doing things that required my body moving. People aren't doing that anymore. So I, I would encourage you. To implement some form of wellness. And again, I'm not trying to tell you to become a supermodel or fitness icon. I'm not trying to tell you <laughs> to be C.T. Fletcher or, or, or have this, this physique that is to, to people or to stop you on the street and say, hey, what kind of fitness workout do you, how do you stay fit? There's somebody that does that on TikTok. They stop people that look fit and ask them about their workout. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just asking you to to move, have have a, have some deliberate, 
intention around how do you care for your physical body? Many of us, we care for our spiritual health. We care for our mental health, but we do not care to the extent. And I don't even talk about weight. I'm not even thinking about weight. I'm just thinking about using your body to get the optimum performance out of it. Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in again. Follow me, subscribe, rate the show. Please go to my website, MikeGoodwin.com. Find out upcoming dates for the Big Dad Energy Tour. I'm going to be in Columbia, South Carolina. But those tickets are sold out. They're gone. There's no more tickets. Can't email me. Can't text me. I don't have any more. There's, there ain't no more. There's 400 seats. Those seats are present and accounted for. But I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina, February the 30th at Good Nights Comedy Club, 8 o'clock. But also... Continue to stay locked in. Thank you again for listening to the big to the Big Dad Energy Podcast. It's not Big Dad Energy Contact. This is the best advice ever podcast sponsored by the Big Dad Energy Tour. I'll be back with you every week. Same bat channel, same place, same bat place. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I appreciate that. Y'all have a great day. Peace.